Welcome to episode 109 of Beating Around the Bush podcast. The Beating Around the Bush podcast is simply an extension of my column that appears weekly in the Carroll Newsletter and are my opinions, my observations, and the usual ramblings of an old sports writer. Episode 109, entitled, It's Tournament Time and Stars on the Rise. And I'll explain, as I always do, what that title means as we move forward in this podcast. But as you heard the first part of it, it's just tournament time. Just last week, uh, this past Saturday night, the District 12 2A tournament concluded at Huntington High School. You know, uh, district tournaments are a part of what, has been going on in high school basketball for a pretty long time. Uh, It wasn't necessarily like that when I was in high school, but not sure exactly kind of when everything went to what it is now. And, of course, over the years, uh, districts have changed as far as who's in the district, uh, who you play against. And it seems like it changes every two years, and it pretty much does because that's the way they've got it set up. You know, last year we were in a totally different district, Huntington, uh, in with uh, Martin or, or Westview, and uh, at the time Union City and Milan and Gibson County, and we were all in that together, and it was just totally different. And this year we've moved to a different one. Uh, now we're in with Stewart County, uh, Camden, and Waverly, just four teams in the district. You know, had been that many years ago that we were in the same district with McKenzie and West Carroll and Big Sandy and Brewston and Clarksburg. And all that's changed. And I miss those days. And at one time we were in a district with Dresden and Gleason. Uh, Remember those great district tournaments over at uh, Bethel when they used to play them all at Bethel. And that was a fun time. Uh, You had everybody in one location, kind of centrally, uh, to everybody, and it, it, it worked good. But it's not, times have changed. And this past week, Hayden hosted a district tournament. First time in several, several years, and I couldn't go back and tell you exactly when. Uh, I don't have a lot of this stuff wrote down contrary to popular belief, but it, it's been a while since Hayden's hosted a district tournament. Uh, and it's probably been even longer since we've hosted a region tournament. And no word was out this year when the season started that Huntington was hosting the district and the region. And uh, the way I understood that, just to clear some things up, because I've had a pu- couple people ask me lately, I thought Huntington was uh, hosting the region. Well, that's originally the way it was set up. But when uh, that all kind of became public knowledge in a way, uh, the teams from the other district, I think, that we're going to be paired up against uh, said, no, we're not doing that. We don't want to do that. And that's it in a nutshell. That may not may be not exactly the way it went, but needless to say, or nonetheless, uh, the, the region tournament is not going to be played at Hayden. It's going to be played at Camden. But now the district tournament involving the four teams that I mentioned just a few minutes ago, did take place at Hayden, um, you know, and uh, believe it or not, the voice held out because as much as I liked being able to drive two miles and it's exactly two miles from my house to 
to Huntington High School. So, you know, five minutes, it's usually, in a sense, takes me longer to crank the car uh, than it does to get to Huntington High School. Very short trip. I got there early every night for uh, about 10 after 5, or somewhere close to 5 o'clock, a little bit after game first game started at 6. You know, I enjoy uh, having – uh, that luxury of the district tournament being that close. Now, I got there that early for two reasons. And one, well, not two reasons, several different reasons. But the the biggest reason is, and I don't mind saying this, because uh, I got paid uh, for four nights of doing the public address. Uh, four nights and, and not a lot of money. And, you know, I do got kind of stuff and never think about the money. Uh, but if they're going to give you some money, hey, why not? Yeah, hey, no no big deal, right? Yeah, you know, Everybody loves a little money. But anyway, uh, I wasn't there for the money. I was there because something I enjoy doing. Uh, it's a service to the high school, and I'm going to try to help as much as I can in any way possible. But with that being said, I get there at 5 o'clock because uh, really the way this has kind of uh, happened uh, is we try at Hayden, and a lot of schools don't do this, and some schools do do it. Some schools don't go to the extreme, maybe, uh, that we did during the tournament. Uh, but we try to provide a atmosphere that's enjoyable to come to a basketball game. And, and to me, that involves music uh, before the game, uh, music in between uh, quarters, timeouts, halftime, that kind of stuff. And I've almost turned into a DJ because uh, I've got my little iPad sitting there and uh, have Apple Music and found some uh, playlists that I can play that are, you know, pretty decent music. Some of the younger kids uh, maybe don't like some of the older stuff, but I like it. And there's a lot of people in the stands that do. I had one lady actually come up to me. Uh, one night said, I really like the music. Keep up the good work. She said I could understand the words. But anyway, that's just part of it. Uh, but I, it turns out I'd get there at 5 o'clock because we did have a hospitality room. And uh, Coach Ezell, Clint Ezell, the athletic director, setting all that up. And I would get there early enough uh, to help him set some tables up and we'd lay out the food and all that kind of stuff. So I was helping out in that way too. And plus, I get there so I can get scorebook filled out because keep my own scorebook uh, so that when I go to announce uh, these kids' names from these other teams, and I don't always get them right because uh, Biscogno, Biscogno, that's one I had trouble with all week long. But uh, I want to get there and try to get those pronunciations correct, get my field out. And I keep my scorebook because it keeps me involved in the game. Plus, I'm announcing how many fouls they are and all that kind of stuff. And I just use uh, the scorebook for that information. And plus, it, it's, it's I'm actually kind of, if you want to look at it this way, a backup uh, to the official scorekeeper. Official scorekeeper being Miss Monica Ezell, coach of the middle school uh, Phillies, who finished 24-1, and by the way, this past season. But uh, if she missed something, I was there to back her up. But also, uh, if I missed something, she was there to back me up. But not that I'm official, but she's official. But two eyes 
are better than, or four eyes, four eyes are better than two. Because sometimes you'll be looking down, marking something, and somebody will make a basket or something, and, and you miss it. And that helps out from that aspect. So I would get there early, and, and the iPad connects to Bluetooth. Uh, you got to make sure that's connected. You don't want to get there at 15 minutes still. And I could get there at 15 minutes to 6 and uh, uh, might be able to accomplish some of those tasks I just mentioned. But on the other hand, I might not be able to get any of them done. Uh, then you don't want to be – you don't want to have to try to play the national anthem when the iPad is not connected to the Internet, for example. So, uh, but anyway, that, that – that was it was nice from the aspect of it being that close but on the other hand it was uh uh a long week it, it was you know <laughs> uh, if we were not hosting the district tournament there's some parts of it that would be easier and harder also you know you have to travel anytime you're not hosting you got to travel somewhere and in the last two years we've going up to martin and, you know, that's not a, not a bad drive, but you're talking about 45 minutes at least as, as opposed to five. But, you know, one great thing about it was you go up there and watch your team play, and then you can leave and go home. Or you can get there later if your team's playing the second game and not have to watch all the first game. Well, this past week, I had to watch every single game that was played. Now, nothing against – uh, these kids that are playing, but in all honesty, and that is one little mantra that we have on this podcast is we, we tell truths. We, we speak the truth and the truth is, and especially on the girl's side and well, to be honest with you, probably on the boy's side too, but maybe probably not as much as on the girl's side, but there's not all the teams are not very good on the girl side Huntington easily won uh 61 24 over Camden in the first round semifinal round against Camden uh, their second game the championship game 66 30 and they win the district championship and we'll talk about that a little bit more in a few minutes but I had to announce <laughs> uh the next game, after the Phillies played uh, Tuesday night, the first round, and then the second game was Waverly and Stewart County. Uh, Stewart County, well, they lost Hayden 66-30, to but a lot of that tells you how good Hayden is. And then Saturday night, you had Waverly and Camden, and Camden actually upset Waverly in that game, and it really wasn't supposed to, because Camden finished fourth, during the regular season, and uh, they won third place. But to be honest with you, those games uh, was kind of ugly in a way. And I and I've, wasn't forced, I was getting paid uh, to sit through those games, but that's part of hosting uh, the district tournament when you have those responsibilities. So with that being said, that's just the way it is. Now on the boys' side, uh, two pretty decent teams, uh, Camden – uh, definitely uh, a class above everybody else. But there's a part of me, and I know it's going to sound strange, but they beat Hayden and Camden did 78-62 for the final uh, in the championship game on Saturday night. But the game was 
in my opinion, closer than that. But what I was going to say, and again, this comes back to that honesty trait that I try to exhibit on this podcast, is that Camden's not that good. Yes, they, they, they're, they're a good team, but they're not as good as, let's put it this way, as maybe Camden thinks they are. Uh, Huntington battled them pretty good for uh, three and a half quarters. And then it kind of, it's hard to explain. It kind of just got away. And I think it has a lot to do with the makeup of the Mustangs, who, as we said on the last, last podcast, uh, I think there's really, really brighter days ahead uh, for this Mustang basketball team. And then, you know, in the consolation game Saturday night, you had uh, Waverly and Stewart County. And, and again, uh, somewhat of an upset as uh, Waverly defeated Camden uh, in that uh, third game or at, at first game Saturday night and a little bit of an upset. Now, we're moving on to region, and with all this being said, uh, just to give you some information if you're out there wondering, I'm not sure what the times are going to be uh, Friday night and Saturday night as I kind of segue into this, but uh, we will, the girls will host a region game uh, Friday night, and the girls will play Hickman County. The boys will play Saturday night, and they will face Harpeth. And that's the first round of the region. Now, you may ask, why was all of the district at one location? And the region's not going to be because you will have those games uh, Friday night or have one game Friday night. You'll have one game Saturday night at Huntington High School. And then the following week, everything will move to Camden uh, for the region. Well, you only had four teams, and it just made more sense uh, because you you had a satellite games, if you had a satellite, it would have been over too too early, and there is kind of a schedule that the TWSWA uses. They have all this uh, uh, scoped out uh, because the state tournament will start that first week in March in Murfreesboro, and you got to have all the girls games. And that's when the girls state tournament. But you got to have all that done before you get uh, to that because those sub state games will be. The Saturday night, which I think is March the 2nd, if I'm not wrong. And then everything will go to the state tournament the following Tuesday in Murfreesboro. So you got to have all of that done before you get to that point. And they allow enough time in there that you'll have some snow days, possibly. And it's happened before. You know, a few years ago, there was COVID that ended the whole uh, state tournament. But if, if you had played satellite games in Huntington's district, then you'd had all four games in one night, or all eight games in one night, I should say. Or no, all four games, because you'd had two girls' games, two boys' games. And then uh, then you'd had a championship game two nights later or something for for both of those. So you could have finished that tournament in, in two to three nights as opposed to stringing it out over four days. So you, you wasn't in a hurry uh, because some, I think, district finals – may be being played tonight as we speak. And ours finished Saturday. So there, there's, there's a big difference there. And, and you don't – basketball coaches don't want to sit around this time of the year and go days and days 
without a basketball game. It's not good. You get rusty and all that good stuff because competition uh, really makes a difference when it comes down to it. So with all that being said, that's kind of way that planned out. But now the Phillies will play. And again, I'm not sure what time it will be. Uh, I, I was told uh, earlier that uh, today they, they set the times for those games. Now those times uh, for the district or for the region, I'm sorry, are determined by the TSSAA. And normally uh, it's seven o'clock. They sometimes make exceptions in certain cases and for you to get out of that time that they set, it, it's like an act of Congress because that's TSSAA for you. Uh, sometimes they're more of a dictatorship uh, than they are a governing body, if that makes sense to me, or you. And so they'll set the time, and my guess is, and I could be totally wrong, but my guess is right now probably 7 o'clock. But the good part about that is you get out of there pretty quick too. You know, you're done by 8.30. And then Saturday night, same situation when the boys play. And then the following week, they move to uh, Camden. And then that changes the times there because you're going to have more than one game a night. Now, there was some discussion I heard the other day, and this is interesting too, is that we played girls one night, boys next night, girls one night, boys next night. And I know like the district McKenzie's in, for example, uh, their championship games, uh, boys and girls were the same night. Constellation were the night before. And that's kind of the way we have done that in the past. And it's, I mean, it's, you know, here, there, there, or whatever. It's just, uh, it doesn't matter. It all kind of, it works out. But anyway, the Phillies uh, really were dominant. But here's, here's an interesting comment. And I'm just being honest. And I think Coach Wilkins, David Wilkins of the Phillies, will tell you the same thing. You know, I'm not sure that the Phillies are, are playing at 100% right now. And I mean at 100% is uh, they're not playing their best basketball. And that and that's might not be a good thing. Or And I'm going to say this because I think this is the biggest part of it. And I actually, in the hospitality room, uh, the other night, it seemed like a nice young man. That's John Lambright. John Lambright is the head girls coach at McK uh, Camden. Now, there's something a little unique about what John is doing with his basketball team or how he's doing his basketball team. I didn't get into that conversation with him. Uh, but John is one of the SROs at Camden High School. Uh, he was showed up in – uh, hospitality room Saturday night Saturday night uh, for the championship boys uh, contest because Camden was playing and he was there to support the school that he's working at so to speak and he's volunteer coach I don't know if it gets paid or not but uh, he is SRO and he's wearing his uniform kind of kind of a little different you know and I, I joked around with him said you know coach I said uh, uh, some of these games you, you, you guys struggled in maybe if you'd wore your uniform you'd win more games uh, and that's a joke because he's wearing a gun and all this stuff. You know, it's, it's, it might help. But it uh, seems like a nice young man. I had a conversation with him, and we were talking about uh, the other district, the region coming up. And, of course, he'll be, you know, he pulled off an upset the other night. So he'll be playing the number two seed uh, out of that region, which I think was East Hickman or because I think Cheatham County ended up winning it. But, uh, 
nonetheless, it's one of those two. But uh, he'll be playing at one of those places. But I said, you know, we've talked about, he said, you know, he said, Huntington girls will be all right in the region tournament. And we talked about maybe they not hitting on all cylinders right now. And I made the comment to him. I said, no offense, coach, but uh, sometimes you play down to your level of competition. He said, oh, I agree with you. He said, Huntington's just, they're good. He said, they're good. And uh, we're not. We're not. Other teams are not all that good. Uh, you know, so I appreciated that. And I wasn't trying to diss his team, uh, but we were making a statement about uh, maybe why the, the Phillies, in a sense, have looked looked a little flat lately. And, you know, in that Stewart County game, in the championship game Saturday night, uh, you know, they jumped out there pretty good, and then Stewart County battled with them. At one time, early in the third quarter, it was 26-21. to 21. That Stewart County had made a run, Phillies several turnovers, uh, but we went from a five-point game early in the third quarter uh, to a running clock to start the fourth. The Phillies finally woke up, flipped that switch, and there you go, sixty-six to thirty. Pretty, pretty good dominant win. Uh, but and then the Mustangs uh, Saturday night again they played well for over three quarters, and really was in that battle started out like you know they're, they 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 could very easily win this game and i thought they might and to be honest with you they got killed on the boards uh the big kid for camden noah porter uh ate them ate their lunch on the boards especially on the offensive end of the floor uh, several put back rebounds and you know the melton kid uh sometimes i don't like his attitude I'll be honest with you, he's a little uh, flamboyant maybe for my uh, taste as to how he likes to uh, let the other opponent know that he's better than you are. And I, I, me, I'm personally not – I personally don't like that kind of stuff. But he's a good player. You know, he ended up with uh, over 30 points in that game against Hayden, but they got killed on the boards. Uh, you got to let that. You got to let Aiden Melton score his points because he's going to. Uh, now, to me, the best way to defend him is make him shoot jump shots. Uh, he's a decent jump shooter, and he will make lots of jump shots. But when he drives to the basket, he's going to either uh, create a layup or he's going to create an opportunity for an assist for someone else to have a layup or he's going to draw a foul. So you're better off letting him shoot jump shots, pack it inside, and and make him shoot from outside. That's just my opinion. But the second part of this podcast is rising stars, and one of them has already risen, in my opinion, and that's Lily Key. She continues to impress me on the high school level. First of all, and, and I know this for a fact, course she comes from a good family i know her dad well and and and, and i know her mom and uh lily comes from a good background uh she's surrounded by you know a great family and she's got her head screwed on the right way she works hard at her craft at basketball and she's committed to play at freed hardman now could she play uh somewhere more substantial, if you want to use that term, or something more high profile, 
I think she could, but she chose to stay closer to home. Uh, a lot of it because she wanted to be, you know, continue to stay around family. And that's, uh, that's okay. And, uh, Will she play beyond college? Probably not, just to be honest. So go and enjoy your basketball career in college and play somewhere where you want to uh, because there's not – more likely it's not going to be a, a future after that. So with that being said, you know, she's going to the right place for her at Freed Hardman. But she works hard at what she does. And uh, recently and, – and I already knew this, but like Coach Wilkins sent me a link the other day to uh, – article in Nashville, Tennessee, and I believe, and it was the snubs across the state of Tennessee uh, for Miss Basketball. And one of the names they mentioned was Lily. You know, around a 19 to a 20-point average uh, points per game, double-digit rebound average, and she's averaging, according to the article, 1.8 blocks uh, per game, but she affects more than <laughs> – that two blocks a game, basically, in a game uh, with her height. But when she gets the ball underneath, it's, you know, 80% of the time it's going in the basket. Uh, she's a great foul shooter. I'll never forget what she did down at South Gibson uh, early in the season when she missed two or three foul shots in the first half. And she's normally a great foul shooter. She missed a couple. And when they came out, the locker room after halftime, she didn't pick up a basketball and start shooting jump shots. She went straight to the foul line and figured out why she missed those two or three foul shots she missed in the first half. She started shooting foul shots because foul shots are a rhythm type shot because nobody's guarding you. You take your time and it's a rhythm thing. And she had gotten out of rhythm somehow or another. She knew that. But she went straight to that foul line. That showed that told me a lot about that young lady. Is because she was working to get better, even as a senior and one of the best players in the state of Tennessee. And that's my opinion. But she's already a star. She's she's achieved a lot. And to be stubbed for Miss Basketball, well, uh I've I do not like uh the Miss Basketball, Mr. Football, Mr. Baseball. I'm done with all that. Because it's become popularity contest, it's become political. It's not necessarily in every case going to the kids that deserve it. And Lily Key deserved to be on that podium when it comes to announce time to announce the winner. My opinion. But quickly, as we have just a couple minutes left on the podcast, uh, a rising star. And actually, Mustangs have got several, uh, but. Kenton Smith is a real deal. He made some moves the other night uh, that were just unreal against Camden. Ended up with 29 points for the game. And uh, they concentrated on shutting him down. Cam and when you start, you, you got a 14-year-old freshman, the other team uh, is trying to stop to beat uh, the Mustangs. That says a lot about his talent level. Uh, he's just a super ball player, and he's going to, to my opinion, he's only going to get better. Uh, that's just the sky, uh, so to speak, is the limit for Kenton Smith. He's that good. And, and I think he'll continue to get better. And 
You know, when you talk about rising stars, you know, you got another one too. There's Caleb Ezel right there beside him. The Mustangs scored 62 points the other night. Kenton had 20, 29. Uh, Caleb had 18. So 47 of those 62 points came from two players that's going to be around for at least uh, the next two years in Caleb's case and the next three years in Kenton Smith's case. And then uh, you go on down that line of, of Mustang players, and, you know, there's, there are some that show that potential one game and, and the next game struggle a little bit, and, and that's what happens when you're young. You know, Braylon Deerman is a good example of that. He might have six or eight points and five or six rebounds one night and not score the next night. Uh, Bryson Whiteside uh, has a lot of upside. Uh, upside for the Whiteside. And uh, – uh, so, you know, there's there's a solid nucleus right there to build on. And as we mentioned last week in the podcast, and I had some some I've had a question asked to me two or three times. How long has it been since the Mustangs won a district championship? Two thousand and two. It's on the banner at Tosco. When's the last time they won a region game? I can't remember. But I think it was during Jonathan Key's tenure. I think they beat uh, Trenton or somebody at the buzzer, uh, but that's been several years ago. I had to go back and research that. Uh, but the future's bright, and uh, I'm looking forward to what might happen in this region tournament uh, for the Mustangs. I think the Phillies are okay if they play uh, their basketball. If they play their game, they're okay. So we'll be back next week to talk about that and uh, give you a detail as to where we're at at that point. And when we do, I promise you, when we come back, we'll do try to do it better.